With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. As anyone who's heard me talking about film over the years knows, I am a huge fan of how Marvel Studios have transposed their comic book universe to the big screen. So it gives me great pleasure to report that the latest addition to the canon, Black Panther, is a rip-roaring success. And even greater pleasure to welcome director Ryan Coogler and executive producer Nate Moore to the programme. I'm Edith Bowman and you're listening to Soundtracking, the screen music podcast in partnership with the EE BAFTAs. You'd have to go a long way to find a more suitable movie for us to discuss. For starters, there's the accompanying album, which was masterminded by Kendrick Lamar and features the likes of Anderson Pack, James Blake and Vince Staples. Then there's the wildly inventive and original score, courtesy of Ryan's longtime collaborator Ludwig Gornson, who also worked with him on Fruitvale Station and Creed. It was a real labour of love for Ludwig, who spent a considerable amount of time in Africa working with local musicians to capture authentic instrumentation, tone and rhythm. And as you're about to hear, we think it was time very well spent. Ryan Kugler, welcome to Soundtrack and congratulations on your absolutely epic, awesome new film. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm happy to be here talking with you. Can we start with the story? Because you've created this film. Obviously, the character is there, the comics are there, but the story, how you moulded it and how you wanted to tell it is you. I worked with a, a lot of incredible collaborators on it. You know, like my co-writer, Joe Robert Cole, and Marvel Studios, you know, uh, made the film in concert with them, you know, the whole, the whole time. Kevin Feige. Um, Louis D'Esposito, Victoria Alonso, and, and Nate Moore. And it was a collaborative effort, but, but it was also a, simultaneously a project and a story that, you know, was personal to me as well, you know, and dealt with some themes that I wanted to explore. And, and thankfully, um, all my collaborators were open to that. And some great collaborators when it comes to music as well. Yes, ma'am. Um, you know, first and foremost, starting with Ludwig Gorenson, who's our composer. You know, Ludwig is a very close friend of mine. I've been working with him since I was in film school. And it's been amazing to kind of see his star rise in, in really three industries. You know, because he started working in television, you know, scoring community, and then becoming a music producer, yeah. you know, working with uh, Donald Glover with Childish Gambino and, and working with Haim and, you know, really just having an effect and shaping the sound of some really mm. influential artists and, and then working on movies with me, with Fruitville and doing other stuff with Teddy Shapiro, then with Creed as well and now with this. Musically, I always give him a draft for the script. You know, almost as soon as I finish my first draft, like wow. he, he gets it early. That early? You know, um, yeah, and, and, and we like to get started like, yeah. as soon as possible. He, he, and he and I are close friends, man. Like, when I didn't have a place in L.A., I would stay at his house whenever I came to town. And on this film, I had to be in L.A. a lot. So so my wife and I got, like, Airbnb that was close to where he where he lives with yeah. his fiance, So I could, you know, drive back and forth. We could listen to music and talk ideas. And, you know, almost as soon as he got the script, he and his fiance just left and went to West Africa and spent the Christmas in um in Senegal. Wow. Uh, and just started working. We're recording artists there. And what a lot of people don't know about him is he actually already studied in, in, on the continent of Africa. I think he spent some time in Guinea. Yeah. As a matter of fact, learning how to play a specific drum. Yeah, Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
but this journey for him was intense because he was out there for I think like a, like a month and a half on the continent of Africa in Senegal, and then he went, and he went to South Africa as well and was you know set up a recording shop there and was collaborating with different artists there Amazing. studying you know what I mean and, and a big challenge for us was how to use some of these sounds and combine them with, with orchestral music to find a feel for the for the film. ton of music in it, which is a little bit of a new thing for me as well. And that part of the process was one of the more exciting ones. And then um, having a chance to collaborate with Kendrick as well on a few original songs. Yeah. I mean, that album is music from an inspired boy. Which is kind of great. It's such a temptation as well to hear the sounds as a thing that you hear before you get the chance to see that even the film's out, which is yeah. such a great idea as well. Yeah, it's exciting. King of my city, king of my country, king of my homeland, king of the filthy, king of the fallen, we living again. King of the shooters, looters, boosters, and ghettos popping. King of the past, present, future, my ancestors watching. King of the culture, king of the soldiers, king of the bloodshed, king of the wisdom, king of the ocean, king of the respect, king of the optimistic and dreamers that go and get it. King of the winners, district and geniuses with conviction. King of the fighters, king of the fathers, king of the belated, king of the answer, king of the problem, king of the forsaken, king of the empathy and resentment, king of remorse, king of my Enemies, may they fall to feet, I rejoice. King of the skyscrapers, dodging haters, broke religion. Nine faces, go against them, I erase them with precision. I embrace them with collision. Kings did a king's vision. Black Panther, King Kendrick, all hell the king. I dropped a million tears. I know several responsibilities put me here. I don't pedal backwards, but I live old-fashioned. The lens that I'm looking through won't prescribe you the right glasses. Masses are now free. Ashes I'm dumping out about to spread all across seas. Sisters and brothers in unison, not because of me. Because we don't glue with the opposition. We glue with peace, but still the fuck up your organization. If any beef, what do you stand for? Are you an activist? What are your city plans for? Are you an accident? Are you just in the way? Your native tongue contradicting what your body language say are you a king are you joking are you a king are you posing are you a king are you smoking ball rides to keep you open because a king don't cry king don't die king don't like king if all king get by king don't fall kingdom come when i come you know why i am t'challa because obviously been hearing the music for a while yeah it's a piece of art that exists on its own that has ties to the movie you know we use some of the songs in the film and we collaborated you know in terms of like the themes and kendrick came in and watched you know, a ton of scenes while we were in early rough cut stages, you know, and, and we talked about it. And so, so, I mean, it, it was just a, it was just like an incredible process, man. I still feel like I should, I should pinch myself, you know what, I'm, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, All these artists want to contribute to your project. That's amazing. I'm always ready for a war again. Go down that road again. It's all the same. I'm collaborating with too, yeah. you know, because like some people, I'm sure, jumped on the on that soundtrack, not even really knowing what the movie was, you know what I'm saying? But it was really like the Kendrick call for them. It was like, oh yeah, for sure, you know, like oh that's what it is. Okay, cool. But it's, for them, it was like working with Kendrick in the same way for you know, I'm sure, Bob Omar, you know, one of the musicians that Louis collaborated with in Senegal, it was about working with Louis. You know, like I have a relationship with Kendrick, but Anderson Pack I haven't met. You know, but he has. But they, you know, the, the relationships we got relationships. You know, yeah. Even artists on the continent, because you know, I listen to these artists. And he's like, okay, great. And he just goes and finds him and makes music with him. Father, 
having like come of age in the 90s where you had movies even with smaller movies like a movie like Above the Rim yeah you know Above the Rim transcended a lot of different things in the culture right you know like it's a black movie but it's also like a hip hop generation movie it's a sports film you know the hip hop crossover is big because you got Tupac in it and then you had like a soundtrack that was the release around it you know not all of the songs were in the movie yeah. you know what I'm saying but it, but it was a piece so like you know you got these two pieces of art that you can enjoy in different ways that are related you know yeah. what I mean and it's a film but it also extends itself to other things exactly. you know and it becomes like in an artistic way it becomes kind of more, more than that The way that the film kind of mixes the kind of contemporary sounds and the, the score is just so beautiful and the synergy between it is incredible. You know, you have those traditional African sounds that you're talking that Ludwig kind of going and researching and recording, but then those kind of soaring, powerful score moments as well. And mm -hmm. the way that they blend into each other, it's just gorgeous to hear. It really yeah. is. I wish he was here, man, for you to talk to him. <laughs> um, but, we'll but, get him at some but, point. Yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, <laughs> Honestly, I think it speaks to his talent. You know, we work with some tremendously gifted music editors as well in the film. You know, folks that kind of are Marvel staples, as well as some people that Ludwig worked with. You know, it's a talent that Ludwig has in being like well-versed in both forms of production. And he's such a humble dude. That's really the most interesting part about him is that he's incredibly gifted. But you wouldn't know it and how he interacts with people and his patience for people who maybe aren't well-versed in musical language. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like a very good translator. You know, I've learned more about music through him and our time working together. But you, he's like, he's somebody who you can kind of communicate a feeling. Like, I wanted it to feel like this. And he can, oh, okay, you know, he can, he can translate it in there, yeah. you know, without ever getting frustrated. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like That's a really good way of describing him as a translator. Yeah, no, for sure. There's some incredible fight scenes that I think I read anyway that are based on African martial arts mm -hmm. that you kind of researched and the way mm -hmm. that in terms of the music prep for that it's like dance it's like a piece of contemporary dance almost in the way that it's choreographed in the music yes. and the way that they work there must have been a lot of work and synergy went into that in terms yeah. of getting your actors to fit that and kind of get yeah. that flow right yes and that's one of the reasons why like it was good to have Ludwig on early yeah because he was able to pre-record you know music and work with uh, African drumming experts in terms of like figuring out which which drums you know you know it was great having like a temp like an early template you know what I mean and then, and then we you know and then and then with our editors our picture editors you know Michael Shaver and Debbie Berman 
them cutting the fight together, fight scenes together early, so they little bit can squirm, and we can figure out if we need to slide this, slide that, you know, yeah. to get it all dialed in. We get to watch the finished article. Tip of the iceberg, how much work goes into to, uh, and the amount of people that are involved yeah. in putting these. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. But yeah. it feels so intimate as well, the film. You know, it's a personal but a universal story, you know, about kind of family as well. Yeah. I think that's why already it's connecting so well with people. Oh, that's cool. But you know, that's how that's what we wanted. You know, that was what I mean, it's, it, it warms my heart to hear it. That's how you received it because we wanted the scope, but, you know, with the intimacy. Yeah. You know, like to us, that's kind of where Africa is. You know, that's where humanity is. You know what I mean? But it's a place, like I said, a continent that just haven't had a chance to go to the continent and visit several countries you know on the continent mm -hmm. it's a quality to it that's just expansive totally. you know like like you know it's, it's visually expansive it's the first place i've ever been that didn't feel like it could be photographed it felt like like nothing could do this place justice exactly. you know what, yeah. you know what i mean like it's what i is what i is what i found and that could be my own reverence for the place because i know that i have ancestry to it you know what yeah. i'm saying that could be the lens that i'm, that I'm feeling like I, I, and, I, and I, I like to think that it's like that for everybody like when they go to they, where their ancestors come from you know what i'm saying their minds you know what i mean especially yeah. if they live in a place that's you know removed from it i can imagine somebody who's got irish ancestry you know what i'm saying like sitting on a, on a, on a you know what i mean on, on, a, on a hill yeah you know what i mean and it's like yo this place is just you know because i feel the same by scotland you know exactly of it just it's breathtaking yes even though I, I spent 18 years of my life there it still takes my breath away every time I go back there. And exactly, and, and I'm sure you're looking at it. You know, you're seeing the visuals, but but you got emotions attached to it. And, 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 the physicality and a of in a sense of wonder, right? Like, yeah. man, what was it like for these people who who shared like my, my genetic code that were here before me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you know what I mean? What was it like when they walked around in in, 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 this, in this place? So I had that feeling about the continent. And it's a place that's like epic, but at the same time, mad intimate. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, like when you you interact with the folks there, you know, and, and, and so it was like, the, like, it was like, oh yeah, the film has to feel like this. Like, yeah. the score has got to feel like this. It's got to have moments when it's just massive, and it's got to have moments when it's incredibly subtle. You know, and, and so we tried to fit a full meal in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I was lucky enough to visit actually Rwanda and the DRC and, oh, and wow. the scale of the place, you know, it's the size of Western Europe. As kids, we grew up looking at these maps and it's not represented no. in, in any correct no. yeah. way yeah. at all. It's like... Nah, yeah, that was one of the first things, like flying over the continent. It's like, oh wait, no, this is this place is gigantic. Yeah, you know? it's still going. Yeah. And it's still going. And it's still going. And, you know, I was lucky enough to spend some time with some wonderful, wonderful, enriching people who... I came away feeling a better person from yes. spending time with them. It yeah. was amazing. It yeah. really was. I mean, the DRC, yeah, like, in our, in our minds, like, you know, in terms of writing a film, like, that's the place that, like, there, if there was a Wakanda, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's where it could be, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you, you know and, and just in terms of, like, the impenetrable forest and the wild abundance of resources there, you know what I'm saying? Totally. Like, you know, what if the folks in the Congo have found a way to control their resources and monetize them and, 
you know some type of sovereignty over it, over yeah. it, over it. You Keep know the rest mean? of the world out. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> so that was like Congo was like an example of like Wakanda's worst nightmare. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, like you know, yeah. and, 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 and what can you know? That's, that's what happened to that place. It's like yeah. it, it, you know, it would be the character to Charles like nightmare of, of what could happen to Wakanda yeah, if, exactly. if he didn't remain vigilant. So it's an interesting place. It's a place that I still would like to travel to. It's dope to hear that you've been. Yeah, it was amazing. been burning a couple of weeks ago because I had the pleasure of chatting to Tessa Thompson. Oh, wow. What a wonderful lady she is as well. Yeah, so, Tessa, yeah Tessa, she's Tessa great. Incredible. We were talking, obviously, about Bianca, a character that she played in oh, Creed, man. and talking about music and her having to perform. And, you know, it's part of her as well in, in, in yeah. real life, but also being pushed into trying to write some songs for Bianca and all yeah. that kind of thing yeah. as well. She's working with Ludwig. Yeah, congratulations on that as well. It was oh, a great film. That was a personal story for you as well in terms of Absolutely. your father was a big Rocky fan. Was it Rocky yeah. Two in particular? Rocky that he was II. A, yeah. It was a big... Yeah. Yeah, me and him would watch that together and he would always cry. Yeah, Rocky II was kind of like when I realized like particular pieces of art could like have a specific effect on people yeah. for, for different reasons. And I learned why it was like that for my dad when I got older. You know, I didn't understand it totally. I just thought he loved Rocky when I was a kid, but I found thought it was associated with memories of his mom. He used to watch that, that movie with his mom when she was, you know, basically sick and, and dying. Yeah. You know, he, he he loved Rocky, but he was really thinking about his mom. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like that was uh, the idea there of like art almost being like a surrogate for relationships and memories. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes people can have like a favorite song, but they don't think it's the best song I've ever written. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But it's but it's like but it's their favorite song. Yeah. Like, like for my dad, his favorite movie is Rocky too. Like because of his particular experience, he has associated with it. It's a French film that yeah. came out like 10 years ago. It's my favorite film. It's a great yeah. film. I haven't seen that in ages, actually. <laughs> so yeah. good. It's, not, it's so nice when you talk to people and they remind you of things that are so great. The music around Rocky, obviously, is so iconic. I remember visiting Philadelphia and, and running yeah. up the steps, you know, with the music in my head and, oh, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. and doing the kind of the yeah. high punch and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I kind of think that Stallone at that time, you know, he was a real maverick, I think, in terms of, you know, this. a lot of people saw these as sports movies, but right. they had so much heart and such personal stories to yeah. tell as well. Yeah, it was, it was like, it was intimate yet, yet epic. It's like a small 70s character study, but at the same time, it's like a Greek myth. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so, so that's, that's the most interesting thing about Rocky. And, and the music kind of reflects that. You know, you could, you could play that score on a piano. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's just like, it's just like indie filmmaking all day and it just breaks your heart.
you can just blare out, you know, <laughs> with the trumpets, you know, and then, and then it becomes like it becomes like completely epic. So like that's what what Conti yeah. and Sly were kind of able to tap into. albums as a kid yeah. you know at times it was my favorite albums that I listened to there was just so much great stuff mm -hmm. on there it's amazing yeah yeah it was like a, it was like a rich culture at the time, yeah man. and Philly is like a big music city I hadn't I didn't realize how big of a music city it was like till I made that and like just talking music with Sly and he'll tell you like, oh yeah it was this guy and this and this, and this band and that band and you know, and then yeah. Louis kind of saying like, oh yeah, this is like a disco song. So like, Gonna Fly Now is like, he's, Louis was telling me it's disco, like all day. You know, like the, the, like the tempo and like, yeah. you know, he said that's, that's what makes it so, so rousing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. and it was and it was current at that time. You was saying people don't really realize that's what's happening. When you're hearing it, you stand up in the theater. <laughs> yeah. But like, it was a time when people would hear that and, and want to dance. So it made you want to like participate in it more. Times run out. I'm really sad to say, but maybe we can get together with Ludwig for Creed Two and be, chat be, some more. Good. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not directing Creed Two. You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, an exec on it. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how, uh, the process and how it comes out. And the next chapter of Black Panther, oh, surely, <laughs> surely. <laughs> Ryan, thank you for your time. Right, thank you too. Soundtrack to Black Panther, that's All the Stars by Kendrick Lamar, rounding off the first part of Soundtracking with Ryan Coogler in partnership with the EE e. BAFTAs. Don't go anywhere though, as we're still to hear the thoughts of the film's executive producer, Nate Moore. Now, Nate is a Marvel stalwart who helped introduce T'Challa to the cinematic Marvel Universe back in Captain America Civil War. And as he explained, that earlier appearance proved useful when it came to the narrative this time round. Again, Ludwig Gorenson provides musical accompaniment.
Nate, welcome to Soundtrack and thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. And congratulations on Black Panther. It's exceptional. It really is. There's so many great stories within it and a story that needed to be told as well, right. I think. Thank you. I was chatting to your director about it, that you were destined. This was kind of your path to bring <laughs> this story and make sure that Marvel made it and they made it the right way. I don't know. I hope uh, you take that as a compliment. I, I do. I do. Uh, yeah. I do. <laughs> That's it's a, that's, my destiny. That's exactly. That's a very lofty thing to say. Um, no, you know, it's uh, look. I'm a lifelong comic book fan, right? So it's just one of those characters and one of those stories that sticks with you. And so when I came over to Marvel, it was one of the first things I asked about. It was something that Kevin's always been interested in. So yeah. it wasn't a hard conversation. It wasn't like I was fighting the system yeah. to get something done. It mm -hmm. was something that I think we all saw the value in. And then it's just a function of how do you do it as good as possible, right? So we. We'd actually developed a script before we met Ryan that was pretty good, but sort of fell into the traps of what origin movies oftentimes yeah. feel like. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't make that, and, and I know there was some frustration even by fans of like, why aren't you making this? Uh, the truth is, I think you only really get one chance to make the first of something. And if it is not successful, I think you put yourself at a deficit for making other ones, you know? So uh, we set that aside and, and it wasn't until Civil War where there was an opportunity then to introduce the character in a new way that also allowed us to jump past then the origin where now, now we can just tell a story. Like now it doesn't have to be, what was he like as a kid? Now it's just like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah. What adventure do we want to have him on? And I think that unlocked a lot of storytelling for us. And I think when we reached out to Ryan, I think he saw the value in that as well, because now you're not saddled with is the wrong word, but you're not stuck in a structure of Who's this guy? He gets the powers. The powers are counter to what he yeah. wants. He's, you know what I mean? All of that yeah. kind of gets set aside. And I, and I think that allowed us to make a movie then that was about some other things that are really interesting and allowed us to explore a lot of other characters, right? Because yeah. now you have room for Nakia and Shuri and Okoye and Wakabi and Ramonda and Zuri and Claw and Killmonger and M'Baku. And that's part of the function of, okay, let's just tell a cool story. So many great girls. Yes. So many cool chicks. <laughs> so many girls just absolutely nailing it. Yeah. And just, oh, it's great. And the casting is, is so perfect that you can't ever imagine anybody else in right. those roles. Right. It's so great. Yeah. Are you, it, are you involved in that side of things? Yes. I mean, it's it's and it's interesting because, it, right, it was a casting process weirdly across three films, if you think about it. Yeah. Because we cast Andy uh, in Avengers Age of Ultron. We cast both Chadwick and Martin in Civil War and then cast the rest of the people in this film. What is really interesting, and again, it's a testament to Ryan, is how many people said yes right away. It wasn't a, oh, maybe, I don't know, I want to read the script. It was, yeah, what's that about? Cool. Ryan Coogler, Black Panther, I want to be a part of that. Some of them, like Michael B. Jordan, were like, I'll do whatever Ryan wants because <laughs> we're, we're great creative partners. Yeah. Some were like uh, Angela Bassett, which, frankly, we thought there's no way Angela Bassett's going to want to come and be in our film. And she was like, of course I want to be in your film. That sounds really cool. Yeah. And some like Letitia and Winston Duke were people we found in the casting process of just reading a lot of people and going, wait a second, there's something special here. Yeah. Um, so it was a really interesting mix of putting a cast together that was always fun. felt like, oh wow, how did that happen? Like, we have Forrest Whitaker just now? <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, so Lupita's definitely in, and and I, like, you know what I mean? It was sort of this embarrassment of riches, which was really cool. I read a really lovely story, actually, of how Chadwick got a call from Kevin to yeah. say, it sounds so blasé the way that Kevin just kind of was like, hey, can it, you tell a story? Yeah, so we we were in uh, we were in the conference room at Marvel, and it was me and Joe and Anthony Russo and Kevin, and we were talking about the possibility of putting Panther in Civil War. And then it was like, we should cast Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, let's cast Chadwick Boseman. We called our casting director, Sarah Finn, who's done all of the Marvel films, and said, Sarah, can you find Chadwick Boseman's number? So she found, <laughs> she threw his reps, found him. He was on the press tour for Get On Up. I think he was in Switzerland. And Kevin, Joe, Anthony, and I were on speakerphone, and Kevin goes, hey, Chadwick, it's Kevin Feige here. And Chadwick's like, hey, you know, great to meet you. Uh, hey, would you like to be Black Panther? <laughs> I'm sure he's like, wait, what's going on? Uh, yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, we think you'd be great. And Joe and Anthony are like, yeah, we're big fans. We love, you know, Aww. come meet us when you're back from your press tour. Okay. Uh, and I remember we came, he came back, so he came to LA. A couple weeks later, maybe a month later, and we pitched him the story. And at the end of the meeting, he was like, oh, I thought it was a cameo. 
I didn't realize I had a story. Like, I'm in the movie. You're like, yeah, you're in the movie, but like, you are a big part of that movie. So it doesn't always That's happen that way. Right. That's probably not how you want to cast your films. And it just happens that Chadwick is so talented yeah. and threw himself into the role in a way that, that is, both speaks to how good he is, but also how committed he was to mm. getting it right. How involved do you get in the music side of things? Because Ludwig obviously came, you know, Ryan's worked with him over Fruitvale and, and mm -hmm. Creed so successfully and so brilliantly. And the great thing about him is that he's a character who crosses traditional scores, so to speak. Mm -hmm. He's a producer, he works mm -hmm. with people like Charles Gambino and stuff, and he's everything else in between. Yep, yep. So are you involved in the score discussions, but also this wonderful sort of companion piece yeah. that you have with the Boy. Kendrick Lamar yeah. album that he's curated. Yeah, no, we're involved, but I will say Ryan and Ludwig uh, took the music very seriously in a way that, not that our other filmmakers don't, frankly, but that Ryan understood very early on how much music could be a character in this film mm. um, and had Ludwig involved much earlier than we typically do our composers. And Ludwig, to his credit, I think, brought a lot of new ideas. And again, in ways that forced us to stretch a little bit out of our comfort zone mm -hmm. uh, and said, we should try it this way. And we're like, wait a second, we've never done that. And he's like, no, just trust me, we should do that. Um, and I think a lot of those chances and swings they took paid off. If you listen to the to the film, the sound, uh, the score specifically, a lot of the instrumentation was good, but there'd be times where you're like, ah, that sounds a little Western, or that's, that guitar doesn't sounds out of place. And we'd be like, actually, that's from Molly. We think that it's Western because it's been co-opted, but look at, here's the actual yeah. thing. Uh, that flute sounds a little weird. Well, here's the flute player who plays it. It's a traditional African, and you'd be like, oh my God, like, you realize how much of the sound of the film, which might sound familiar, is because it had been co-opted from Africa yeah. years ago, centuries ago, decades ago, however, however you want to go back. Uh, Ludwig was just smart enough to do the research and go, no, 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 guys, this is real. Here are the 12 types of drums we're going to find. Well, do we need 12 drums? He's like, yes, we need 12 drums because they do these different things, and this one's ceremonial. And, and again, that detail, which I think Ryan and Ludwig brought, that, I, that was not something necessarily we would have pitched. Yeah makes the movie so much better. Again, a, a Ryan, a Ryan pitch. Frankly, we should get Kendrick to do a song. Sure, if we can get, I don't, literally <laughs> okay. don't even know how to go back. Uh, sure. Can the casting um, director get Kendrick's <laughs> that's number? Right, that's yeah. right. Uh, and Ryan is one of those person, one of those people. Um, you know, you have that friend who just knows everybody. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know everybody. Uh, he just knows everybody. So he, he's like, I'll just call Kendrick. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thank you.
uh, I remember we brought Kendrick in and his team in and we showed him some clips of the movie and he got really excited and, and went away. And Ryan, maybe a couple months later, said, hey, Kendrick called me over, is calling me over to the studio. I'm like, great. And he's like, yeah, uh, apparently he has an album. We're like, and we asked for a song. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? And that's just uh, this amazing music that he just created because he was just inspired and is just an amazing artist. You know wow. what I mean? Again, it, it's a testament to Ryan and his vision, I think, that there is a lot of value to working with us and that we have experience. But there's a lot of value to being an outsider to go like, I know you do it that way and that works that way too. Yeah. But man, how about these off the beaten path ideas? And I think, again, they made the movie better. Fuck y'all want from me, y'all don't want money, y'all don't want from me, y'all want to die in the chase of things. We all gonna die and break the thing. Trapped inside a burning church, made it out alive, God know my worth. Raw face, God face, y'all face, more defeat, I know it hurts. 20 of them. 20 on car, got 20 in my hand, got 20 on judge, gave 20 to my dog, got 20 on girls, that'll fuck you, that'll fuck you, then fuck you over. Take your safe, take your keys, take your rover, take the heart you thought you had. Speed off, rolling up life in a taxi cab. Ops on the radar. You're dead to me. How you wanna play ball? You're dead to me. I read this really lovely quote that you said where you said you grew up with movies being your babysitter. Yeah. And I love that. <laughs> I think that's absolutely wonderful. And some of the films that you, you cited in that were things like Alien, Pet Cemetery, The Goonies, yeah. Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's. You had a fanatical relationship with Indiana Jones and Star Wars, I believe, as well. Star Wars, not so not much, much for me. But Indiana no, Jones? Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Kevin. Okay. Fanatical. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, boy, love okay. Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> interestingly enough, this is a crazy conversation. I was a Star Trek kid. My mom Why was a you? huge Trekkie. So I can you up, do the sign on both hands? Uh, can I do this? I think so. Yeah, you just did. Wow, without even like trying. Side of a true Trek. <laughs> I've seen all the old Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Next Generation. Seen all of those. Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Seen all of those. All the wow. films. But yeah, I you know look, I single mom, right? So four of us kids grew up in Central California. It's hot in the summer, so you don't want to go outside. So you end up just watching movies. Mm -hmm. Um, and we would movie hop, which is illegal, I know, but we'd just go to the cinema and go for six hours, go for eight hours and watch wow. everything. Uh, it was how we spent our summers, really, and I loved it. It was just something that I, I grew up on. It's something I still love to do and don't get to do as much as I, I want, but, you know, movies were big parts of my childhood. What are the sounds of films that you really remember? So the, the scores or the tracks within yeah, films that you really uh, remember uh, making an impression on you, I guess? Yeah, uh, I mean, the Superman theme still, uh, you know, those movies. Yeah. Uh, as a kid, really sparked my imagination. The sort of that screech when they're shot or uh, the hiss of the jaws coming out like those sounds are iconic. Oh, uh, shivers just thinking yeah, about it the crack of indy's whip you know yeah um, that theme yeah i mean i remember i think Indi temple doom was one of the first films i remember my mum and dad letting me go to this i mean i lived a, a cinema was a long way away from me because sure. i lived in a little fishing village in scotland uh -huh. so it was a you know i had to get parents to take me drop me off and then pick me up sure the first film i remember being dropped off at with my friends was indiana jones the oh, temple of wow. doom and that score yeah. now still transports me immediately back to that seat i was sat in in that experience yeah 
just really interesting how sound can do that. Like the Goonies theme just gets me so nostalgic for being a kid. Even that crazy Cindy Lauper song that was yeah, yeah. in the credits, Good like enough. exactly, yeah. like I, yeah. I love it. Like yeah. it brings me back to Saturday afternoons watching that, wishing you lived there so you could go find one of those treasures. Black Panther isn't even out everywhere, but the reception it's getting is incredible. Yeah. It must pave the way for more. I hope so. You know, it's it's interesting as I'm nervous until the movie's out, frankly. Yeah. Uh, so I'm still like, okay, these reviews are great. Are people gonna go see this film? I do think it has the potential if it works and if we've done our jobs to be a bellwether, to be that thing that other studios can say, oh, yeah. we can do these movies because they can work. Disney's been nothing but supportive and has never asked us to change anything to suit any territory, but very realistically said, hey, look, this might be tricky in Asia. Not because of anything other than it hasn't existed before, so we don't have a comp to say yeah. it's gonna work or not. Mm -hmm. uh, they faced a similar thing with Coco, frankly, and found uh, in China that Coco killed in a way that they had not anticipated. Wow. Uh, because I think oftentimes you underestimate to protect yourself on the on the financial side, and you underestimate what audiences are willing, the journeys they're willing to take. Audiences are sophisticated, and they want these stories. Mm. So I hope that this can be one that is a beacon for other these types of movies to get made, but I don't think it's enough. I don't think we stop. No. Uh, and I don't think it's just also about more black or African superheroes. I think there are a lot of voice super underserved populations of people who also would like to see themselves on the screens that can also be universal. Yeah. So it's now it's just finding those stories and saying, okay, how do we do that really well? Because everyone will probably be the first of. Mm -hmm. So again, the burden of proof is on that first of to be so good as to be undeniable so people go, Oh boy, those can be great movies. Let's let's go make them. Um, Nate, real pleasure chatting to you. Thank you yeah, so much for you your time. As well. Thanks a lot. Of Cheers. Course. Another of the tunes from the excellent album Black Panther, that's Redemption by Zachary and Babes Wadumu, concluding this latest episode of Soundtracking with director Ryan Coogler and producer Nate Moore. My huge thanks to Ryan and Nate for taking the time to talk to us. Black Panther is on general release around the world now and is a magical addition to the Marvel Universe. You can find a full track list for this show by searching for the soundtracking pages on Spotify or via edithbowman.com. My website is also the place to catch up with all of our previous episodes and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We are at Soundtracking UK. And please do spread the word if you like what you hear on Soundtracking in partnership with the EE BAFTAs. Speaking of which, our next guest is Greta Gerwig, whose fabulous film Ladybird is up for three awards at the ceremony, including Best Original Screenplay. Now, at time of recording both the interview with Greta and indeed the show, we were yet to discover whether she won or not. But it is a wonderful chat nonetheless, so I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then.